The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge in your week three college football mega preview. We are presented, as always, by the king of all sportsbooks, BetMGM. It's so great to have them on board. We are powered by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting, and it is not close. Now, we came out of the gates last week on fire. What a really solid week at the brand, 14-8. and eight. My man, AB, our five-tool player, eight and one solid, and we are ready for another big week on the College Gridiron, so let's not waste any more time. Let's bring in the stars of the show. You know them. You love them. Chip is here. EC is here. And the man that gets the 15 seconds to start the show, AB, is here. AB, you're up first. All right, Coach. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys, everybody in the Early Edge crew. Thank you as well. Understand college football is an emotional sport played by college kids. So what you see week to week doesn't always make sense. But if you understand a locker room and where a team is at, and we're going to get to that throughout this show, you will have a much better understanding of how to bet these teams. Chip, do you believe? Do you believe, Chip? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? (laughs) I absolutely love it. All right, let's jump in. Here on the show, if you're brand new to this show, we go through our five biggest games according to us. And then we'll do our best bets for Friday night, early Saturday. And then we've got late Saturday as well to chop it up for you. So you have time to have your paper, have your pen, and get ready to go. Knowledge is power. Gentlemen, game number one, we're going to the SEC. Chip, I'm going to start with you. LSU laying nine and a half. We have not seen them. Since they laid an egg in the second half against Florida State, they have dropped all the way out of the top 10. Mississippi State? Mm -hmm. So, the total 54 and a half. So, Chip, where do we go on this one? Look, Mississippi State, um, you know, really had EC saying, Oh, no, come on. Because Mississippi State got outplayed by his beloved Arizona Wildcats last week in Starkville. They outgained him. They got more first downs. And if it wasn't for Jane DeLora, as EC knows, I'm sorry, bring it up again, throwing four interceptions and Mississippi State having five turnovers gained, then maybe Arizona is able to get in and out of Starkville with the win. So do you think that this Mississippi State team is just there for the picking? Are they just ready for the vultures that would be this LSU team? I don't really like where LSU is at either. I don't like the way, follow me here, they finished that Florida State game. I didn't like what I saw in their eyes. I didn't like what I saw in their effort. And I'm wondering where this team is at. And it's a noon start, 11 local. You're going to have the cowbells. 
are they going to bring that fight early? Because I think Mississippi State will show a much um, improved effort here. They're going to try to bring the fight to LSU. Zero confidence, just a lean. I'd stay away from this one like it was a hazardous waste site, but I'll say Mississippi State plus the points for the show. (laughs) Look into my eyes. I purposely didn't even mention Arizona until I came to EC. And as I look at my notes, 31-24, they lose last week. And I know that there's nobody that's walking planet Earth that watched every single play of that game except for my man, EC. Your thoughts on Mississippi State and LSU? I thought it was a disgusting defeat, as Chip said last week, Coach. It was, I mean, horrible. Don't even get me started about over t- overtime, over rules, and, and replay. At, not going there. Let me say this. I came away thoroughly unimpressed with what I saw from the Bulldogs last week. They won the turnover battle by four, as Chip said, and still barely won. Arizona should have won. I'm, I'm going to say that all year. But, hey, maybe FSU is just that good, and, and LSU just ran into a buzzsaw in week one. LSU needs any and all style points at this point. I did not like Mississippi State's game plan at all last week. What, Will Rogers threw like 19 passes? What are they doing against a a questionable Arizona secondary? I lean LSU minus nine and a half. Let's say Tigers 30, Bulldogs 17. And A.B., the only positive, I think, from LSU losing that early is that they lost that early. But they need to come out this weekend and put the hammer down. Am I right? Yes, sir, you are. And look, at what you just said and what Chip just said is absolutely correct. After that Florida State game, no, they didn't look good. They didn't have a good vibe, good energy at all. It was terrible. Brian Kelly even said it after the game. We thought we were who we were last year, and we could just walk in and do this. But you know what? Last season, LSU started the year with a loss to Florida State. They ended up winning the SEC West and going to the SEC Championship game and one game away from going to the college football playoff. We saw LSU last week against Grambling. Yes, Grambling. They put up 70-plus points, right? I think that LSU comes out and does their business against Mississippi State. Not an official play for me because, like Chip said, be careful with games like this, especially early kickoffs. But LSU knows that it's time to get down to business. So I lean with them with the points minus 9.5. And And as EC said, now that they have a loss – Style points matter. This isn't the NFL. People vote on who goes to the college football playoff. So the more teams that you blow out, the better it is for you. Boom. So for all three, it's kind of a lean (laughs) for my three captors. Now, also at noon Eastern, game number two. And EC, I'm coming to you. Number 15, K-State. They have outscored their opponents 87-13 to to start the season. Missouri, not nearly as dominant with their two opponents. So the number is this, five and a half for K-State total, sitting at 48. Where do we do? Coach, what we do is we lean towards Kansas State minus five and a half. So last year, Kansas State won 40 to 12, and Missouri was held to only 222 yards total offense. Now, here's why I like Kansas State. I was big on this Troy team. They went 12 and two last year. Kansas State thoroughly whooped them 42 to 13 last week. Meanwhile, Missouri just held on to beat Middle Tennessee 23-19. to I'm just not a believer in Brady Cook and Missouri's offense as much as they should be under Eli Drinkwitz. Give me in in a close game, Kansas State 27, Missouri 20. Yeah, like EC said, Chip, that I guess you can call it a win over Middle Tennessee State. (laughs) Ugly, just ugly. This used to be a former Big 12 matchup, but now K-State the last couple years, they've really been the team in the Big 12 that's been under the radar. 
your thoughts. Yeah, um, Missouri has a good defense. I think they're pretty good against the run. I think they've got players in the secondary that are going to really impress or would impress more if the SEC had any capable quarterbacks. The SEC doesn't. Brady Cook is not one of the capable quarterbacks. And I'm telling you, this line is disrespectful to the reigning Big 12 champs. All right? You mentioned the result last year. This is a Kansas State team that is phenomenal against the run. And Will Howard is the better quarterback. Heck, you drop Kansas State quarterback Will Howard in the SEC. He's the best quarterback in the SEC right away. I think that this is a Kansas State team that, look, because of Missouri's defense, will face some resistance. It won't be a blowout, but anything under a touchdown is disrespectful to the cats with the crown. We go K-State. If I hear the word disrespectful from Chip, I'm here for it. A.B., talk to me. Yep. I'll tell you what, Coach, it'd be disrespectful for me to try to top that of what Chip just said. Look, I don't have an official play. I lean Kansas State. There's nothing more that I can add than what Chip just said and how EC broke it down as well. So, look, I roll with Chip on this one. All right. My man Mike in the chat said, finish work early and glad I get to catch this show. Mike, we're glad you get to catch the show, too. We love all you guys. The entire chat, the entire universe. All right. Game number three. And we're going to be watching a little Heisman Trophy candidate that has thrown for, let me check my notes, 859 yards in the first two games. Eight touchdowns, one interception. Michael Penix Jr. I mean, and they're traveling to a Michigan State team in disarray. They're not going to have their head coach. Uh, both teams have come out 2-0, and but in two completely different ways. A.B., let's start with you. Yeah, Coach, you know, when uh... – Coaches removed from a locker room, there are times that the team in the locker room can rally, right, and come out on fire. This is not that situation. And in fact, this is the complete opposite of that situation. You have players that are shocked. They love Mel Tucker. You have players that are saddened. And most importantly, you have probably half a locker room that is now looking at options in the transfer portal to get out. I am all over Washington in this game. You have one of the best offenses in college football. Give me the 16 and a half points. They are going to finally tune this machine and wear Michigan State out. This is a nightmare scenario for the Spartans. Their team, their head is not going to be in this game whatsoever. And Washington has to keep going. Awful situation. Give me the Huskies here. Strong take. Chip, back it up. Dead cat bounce. You guys know about the dead cat bounce? Mm-mm. Like, okay. It, dead cat bounce would suggest that you fire a coach, team plays well the next week. And it is a little bit of the, um, you know, take the temperature of the locker room. What did they think of it? So who got appointed the interim coach? Harlan Bennett, somebody who a lot of the people in that team respect a lot. Specifically, he is the secondary coach, which means I expect the defensive backs to be dialed in in this game in a way that is going to be advantageous going up against Michael Penix and this Washington passing offense. Also, we're bringing back Mark D'Antonio and the word around town that I've heard is um, calming presence, you know, able to offer a lot of wisdom to the situation. Let me just at least say again, huge lean here, but let me just at least say that there is a scenario where in between like seven and eight o'clock Eastern time, like, wait, what this, this game started at five. And it's and it's on it's on what bird app? What bird app do I find this on? Because those upset games sometimes happen when you'd never quite expect them. They fall below the radar. Not an official play at all, though. I think that Sparty keeping this close and making it interesting has a decent chance of happening. But on paper, this should be all Huskies. 
It's always difficult when you lay this many points away from home, EC, and you're our Pac-12 guy. Are you a believer in Washington? You bet I am, Coach. I am big on the Huskies, but I have an official play on this game. That is the over 57 and a half. You talked about Penix, eight touchdowns and over 400 yards in each of his first two games. Threw for 397 and four touchdowns against the Spartans last year in a 39-28 win. That's 67 total points. The Huskies were 10-3 and over this number last year. One and one this year, but it would have been over last week if they had not called the dogs off. Now, Michigan State has dropped 76 points in two weeks thus far. The over is five and one in their last six at home. I just have a feeling this game flies into the 60s. Washington 42, Michigan State 24. Let's take the over. There is nothing I like better than an over in college football. That starts in the middle of the afternoon. This is like this is my sweet spot. This is my sweet spot. So is appearing all over, just like my entire crew does all week long. Where? Snake. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Anywhere, anytime, all the time. I love that new moniker. All right, game number four. And, A.B., you know I'm starting with you, big boy. Number 11, Tennessee, taking on a Florida team that's not even ranked this year right now. Tennessee laying six and a half on the road, technically, and the total 58 and a half. Nobody knows Tennessee better than you. Start us off. Yes, sir. And you said that you enjoy college football over as well. This is not the game for you. We're going (laughs) under 58 and a half in this one. Look, the Florida offense under Graham Mertz stinks. It's not good at all. Look, I'm not doubting Florida because they have players on that team. Like, I think that they could pull something out this year. I don't know what that is, but it's not going to be this game. Now, as for Tennessee, They've had a little bit of offensive questions to start the year. Uh, Brand-new quarterback Joe Milton has a missile for an arm, but you're going to see Tennessee running the football a lot and Josh Heupel keeping the ball away from Florida and dictating the pace, tempo, and basically whatever that he wants. Tennessee can get to 30 points or more. I don't think Florida can at all. I like Tennessee with the spread but I love the under way much more. This is going to be a running clock game. Take the under 58 and a half. Yeah, a little surprising, Chip, that this one is up close to 60 based off of how Florida looked in their uh, start to the season. Your thoughts? Uh, Respect for the swamp, right? I mean, this is a place Tennessee hasn't won since 2003. 
It is really, really tough to extend this beyond a touchdown, knowing that this is going to be the very best effort that you're going to get out of the Florida Gators. And knowing that Florida has a really good ground game, they're really big up front, especially on the interior of that defense, and they're going to do everything they can to kind of disrupt it. And it ain't going to be enough because Graham Mertz is just a guy. And when you're a Jag, you're not going to be able to take down an offense and go toe-to-toe with a group like the Vols. I think this is a very close game, but the pace and the explosiveness wears them down over time. Think about, remember, in that first quarter when that Florida defense gave up that really big like 70-yard touchdown to Utah? I would not be surprised if we get to see, you know, whether it is Ramil Ramil Keaton or whether it is Squirrel White, one of those wide receivers who honestly haven't like been dominant at all. Like we saw the wideouts last year dominate. I wouldn't be surprised if just one or two really big explosive plays is all you need to be able to put Florida at a distance. Because I'll tell you this, this Florida team is not built to overcome a big deficit. So Tennessee should be taking shot plays. And I think that helps them over the course of four quarters. I lay the points. Love that analysis. EC, it's hard and difficult when Florida fans are talking more about a Netflix documentary than they are about their football team on the field. But that's where we find ourselves. Your thoughts? Well, Coach, first of all, I haven't seen the Netflix documentary, but I heard it wasn't so great. They missed a few things. Just going to point that out from what friends have told me. All right, so this line to me is a little tricky. Shouldn't Wouldn't you think Tennessee should be favored by closer to 10? Just, yes. I, I, know that, I know they haven't looked that sharp lately, but you would think so. Now, remember that Florida backdoored a cover last year with two late fourth-quarter touchdowns. Also, I know it means absolutely nothing, but the Gators are 18-1 and against this number in their last 19 against Tennessee. Sorry, A.B., got to bring out the helmet for this one. We're going to go – I'm not picking them to win, but in a lean, I'm going to go Tennessee 28, the Gators 24. They won't back down if you get what I just did there in the swamp. E.C., E.C., real quick, let me just say, Graham Mertz – Ain't Anthony Richardson. He's not. He's not. I agree. He stinks. I get it. I never understood the hype when they brought him to Florida. With that said, the crowd makes a difference and the line is fishy. We go with the Gators. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to give you all one guess on what our fifth game is going to be this week. Now, when I was at ESPN, kind of the unwritten rule was you only send college game day to a game that starts at noon. 3.30, maybe 7, because you got to get Herb Street moved all over uh, the country. But this game's at 10 o'clock, and not only is college game day there, but Fox's show is there for the second straight week. That's how much attention has been all over Coach Prime. He doesn't even have a first name anymore. It's Coach Prime. And you're going to give me, Chip, a dancing grandmother that calls for her theme music? I can't get enough of this right now. Now, here is the numbers that we're talking about. 23 and a half. Colorado State last year absolutely stunk. The total 59 and a half. Do you believe? Do you believe? Coach Prime, I told you yes, yes, yes. I believe Colorado can put up 50 points. I think Colorado can hit this over on its own. My lean for this game is going to be to attack that total over 59. So when Colorado State went out to play against Washington State, I thought it was going to be a good effort from the Rams. We saw that line go from 12 down to 8. I was not alone in that belief. But what did we see? Oh, 50 to 24. And I think that Shadur Sanders is better than Cam Ward. And I think Colorado's offense is more explosive than Washington State's. And so if Washington State 
could go put 50 on the board. Heck, Colorado can go score 60. So I think Colorado gives up a bunch of touchdowns and uh, Colorado State, excuse me, gives up a bunch of touchdowns to Colorado. And if all we need is like 10 to 14 points from the Rams, well, guess what? That is an air raid based Jay Norvell coached offense that put on a couple of backdoor, not covers, but at least make it closers uh, against that Washington State Cougars team. They've had a week to prep for it. So, yeah, give me over the total as a lean. This is why I love that play, Chip, because if you watch all the videos of Coach Prime this week, they scored 36 last week, and he wasn't happy with the offense. He also wants to be in the national title picture. That may sound crazy, but to do it, you've got to dominate games like this and put up as many as you possibly can when everybody is watching. Am I right? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of his nature. Everyone's watching everything with him. That dude is like... On 24-7. It is it, we have never it. seen an indiv- yeah, we haven't seen an individual be the head coach of a college football program that takes up this much oxygen. And I don't say that critically. It's just like everyone is watching everything, and it's it's really, really unique to the sport. It really is, and I think it's great for the sport. Let's loosen it up just a little bit. Now, A B, I'm gonna come to you next because you're kind of the king of our first quarter plays, our halftime plays, and you love the buffs to come out fast in this one, don't you? Yes, sir. We are going to take official play here. Colorado, first quarter, minus six and a half, and I will tell you why. All right, we spoke about energy and emotions in college football, and I feel like we have our fingertips on the pulse of Colorado. Last week, we said, Colorado, Nebraska, go way under because Colorado's riding that high and they're going to come down and come out flat. They absolutely did that. There were, what, six points scored in the first half, but Colorado, they got it together, scored a bunch in the second half. That's why Dion all week, I know he has been on his team's rear and saying we have to start fast. We have to score right out of the gate. And that's exactly what they're going to do. Colorado State is going to be in trouble right from the beginning of this game. And Chip spoke about Deion Sanders taking the oxygen out of the room, liking the spotlight. Let me tell you who Deion Sanders is. All right. And coach, it's somebody near and dear that you know and have worked with very well. He is just like Vincent Kennedy McMahon because when the lights come on my boy he ain't nervous one bit he wants it he relishes in it and says give me all of it whether you love me whether you hate me I'm going to show out and you're going to get the best possible product Dion and Colorado come out flying right out of the gate you didn't make me so you can't break me oh that's one of my favorites that's one of my favorites now we've got the total We've got the first quarter play, but could we trust Colorado EC to cover 23 and a half? Well, you you can coach, first of all, because Colorado's halfway decent. Colorado State stinks, but this is also Colorado's chance to show off before they get smoked in the next two weeks against Oregon, at Oregon, and at home against USC. I know that you all, everybody loves this Coach Prime thing. I'm not a fan. I'll be honest. I don't like the way he's run his program. And wait until you see in a few years what he does to the Colorado football program. It's going to be like a, a dormant volcano. It's going to be gone for years. I, they're, he's going to leave them with nothing when he holds when he leaves and goes somewhere else. I'll tell you what. They've been impressive. Shador Sanders, good player. Uh, this is more an anti-Colorado State stance, though. They were down 36-3 to in the fourth against Washington State. 
It dropped three touchdowns in the last quarter, but who cares? I expect a similar result this weekend. Colorado 48, Colorado State 18. Are you really that much of a curmudgeon? He's a hater. How can you not enjoy this? It's not good. This is not good. This is not good for the sport. Oh, that's so Phil McKagan, who's a great addition to our NFL primetime shows. He lives in Boulder. He texted me last week. He says, coach, I've never seen more private jets land at our airport than is today. And you saw all of the stars there. Terrell Owens was there. Michael Irvin was there. I mean, all these entertainers were there. Wu-Tang. Not good for the sport. Because yeah, what happens? What, you what happens? What, okay. what happens, Coach, when he leaves? When when Dion leaves in he's in two, two years? He's two he leaves, games in. He's going to leave in two years. Oh my and God. that program is going to be like SMU in the eighties. They might as well give it the death penalty. So it's going to be what left. Colorado's been what? the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I cannot believe you're talking about uh, one last thought. Chip, go. I, I was just going to say Wu Tang was there. They got Raekwon and uh, like the four. I see. Let's see. I saw uh, Wake, Raekwon, You God. I mean, no Method Man, no RZA, but still a pretty good collection of the clan. And if you're going to have Wu Tang there, come on. Yeah, come on. Come What's on. Better than that. Uh, and I can only imagine who's going to be there this week because it's a nighttime game. So guys can come in on Saturday. They don't have to come in the night before. This is going to be it's going to be a circus is what it is. It's going to be a circus. Uh, it's also going to be a circus down in the SEC. Now, it could also be a really bad day for South Carolina. That game on CBS. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, a reminder, we were 14-8 and eight a week ago, and we're going to divide the picks this week into Friday and early Saturday and then late on Saturday. So, A.B., let's start with you and the game that we just promoted. There could be a scenario that Georgia gets out to a huge lead like they always do, which could then lead to what? Yes, sir. Look, that Georgia black hole is real. We've seen it the last couple of years. Their defense is legit. And once they get up on you, buddy, it's tough. That being said, we are going to play South Carolina second half team total over six and a half. That's it. If Georgia's up big, they're going to give up some garbage time points. If this is a game, that means South Carolina is scoring and one touchdown gets us home. Look, Take it here. It's free money. Grab it. They'll get you over six and a half. Now, what about, right, uh, go ahead. we got one more. One more, right? And here's We're going to stay in the SEC. I have no idea what practice this week has been like for Alabama, but I can assure you that it has been hell on 
earth with Nick Saban after that loss to Texas. That's why we're going to take Alabama, South Florida over 60 and a half points because Alabama's team and their coordinators are going to unleash hell on South Florida. And here's the thing. You can't stop in the game. There's no slowing down because now you've messed up and you've messed up and maddened the king down there and you have to go for 60 minutes the entire game. Alabama is going to score touchdowns as many as they want. Their defense is going to create turnovers all day long and leave short fields for an offense and a coordinator that has to punch in touchdowns and not field goals. South Florida can score too, so it's icing on the cake, but buddy, Take the over 60 and a half. Bamba might score 56 on their own. Isn't it amazing that Alabama and LSU both find themselves in the exact same spot heading into week three? Now, as if EC was not a resident heel already, oh, you are now, big boy. Uh, beautiful in the chat says, Eric might be right about Dion, but let's just enjoy Colorado for the two years. It's Thank all in fun to make the college money. Kudos to Dion. And that's all we're saying, EC. That's all we're saying. So with that being said, I know, I know that the way Georgia is playing, there is no universe that you would pick South Carolina. Is there? Oh, of course there's a universe there, Coach. I'm rolling with South Carolina plus 27 and a half at Georgia. Let me tell you why. So Spencer Rattler, who is from the Scottsdale, Arizona area where I where I am, is 4-1 and one against the spread and, oh, by the way, straight up against AP top 10 teams in his career as a starter. AB remembers one of them last November, and I guess he had two of them last <laughs> November when he beat Tennessee and, and Clemson. Sorry, AB, didn't mean to do that. The only loss was to Georgia last year. Now, South Carolina is 3-0 against the spread in their last three trips to Athens, Georgia, and Georgia is 0-5 against the spread in their last five games as a 20-plus point favorite. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to predict a Georgia blowout. And we're going to predict South Carolina to cover. Let's say something like 34 to 14. I don't even know if they need to get that many. How about 34 to 10? We take that. South Carolina covers the 27 and a half. And then I call this one a coach special. Oh. The Iowa Western Michigan under oh. 32 and a half. Sorry, coach. Okay. But listen, Iowa has scored 33 or less points in 24 straight games. In their last six non-conference home games since 2021, they've given up a combined 45 total points. Western Michigan, terrible. Lost by 41 last week at Syracuse. Their last eight games, though, have gone under the total. The under is also 6-1 uh, and one in Iowa's last seven games. Iowa 30, Western Michigan 3, and that may be even 3 too many for Western Michigan. Uh, I'm glad that you're all proud of yourself. Do you have a Toledo pick as well there? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do have a Toledo pick as well, Coach. Uh, so I'm rolling with Toledo minus 8. Against yeah. San Jose State, and you're like, well, where did you come up with this one? Toledo won 71-3 to last week. I Listen, I know they're the defending MAC champs and, and the current favorites in the conference, but this is an anti-San Jose State play. They're 0-10 straight up in their last 10 as an underdog. They're 2-8 and against the spread in their last 10, and their two wins were backdooring against USC and last week against FCS Cal Poly. Ugh. Uh, Toledo's more experience on both sides of the ball and probably one of the better group of five teams in the country especially on defense. Toledo 31, San Jose State 14. Love that. Rick in, Rick in the chat said EC would lose his mind if Dion went to Arizona State. It oh, would never would. happen, but you would lose it. You I would have lost it, yeah. I'm, ASU didn't want him, thank God for that. Listen, what he, let me just say this, Coach. One lesson. 
Okay. He's, what he's doing now in the short term is great. What he will do for the long term, I don't think is making the sport better. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, I'm he's, he's just mad that the game changed. He doesn't like the roster rebuilding, but no, that's yeah, happening I everywhere. I mean, that's like, that's the whole reason Florida State's in the top five right now. It's the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Once Arizona starts to get, tra- oh, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. We got a few. Right. We got a few. <laughs> Let me come to you because we've got a dicey situation here. A very, very dicey situation based off of AB's second half pick. We need things to be very specific if both you and him are going to hit in the South Carolina game. Explain that, please. Oh, we're not. I thought that what he said was disgusting. I stand for none of AB's South Carolina scoring any daggum points kind of plays. First half, second half, full game, doesn't matter. Gamecocks, team total under. Blind at anything under 10. 13 and a half, sure. Because I'll tell you what. Kirby Smart is going to put it on Shane Beamer, right? And he's going to have that defense saying, you don't let them get in the end zone. No, no, you don't let them get in the end zone. You treat that offense the same way that you treated UT Martin and the same way that you treated Ball State. And App State's got a better offensive line than South Carolina. I'm going to say it again. App State has a better offensive line than South Carolina because App State allowed zero sacks to North Carolina's defense in a shootout loss. South Carolina allowed nine sacks. Prayers for Spencer (laughs) Rattler because that offensive line is going to get ragdolled by the dogs all day. And if you're getting blown up at the line of scrimmage, you can't offense. So South Carolina team total under. Also... Friday night while we stay here in the weeknight early slate and on, I'll have another play for Friday on Friday's big pick energy. We're going to go with army plus nine UTSA's quarterback, Frank Harris. I believe he will play, but man, he is limited. It is one of those pain management type things and he is out there gutting it out. And you're so happy if you're a UTSA fan that he is stuck with your program and he's putting it all on the line. But as a handicapper, I have to know that he will not be a hundred percent. He will not be as effective as he can be. And UTSA might get caught in a little bit of a spot here. Grinder against Houston grinder against Texas state Two in-state foes, close games, tough games. And now you're going to have to go up against army. That is whiplash and from a competition standpoint, uh, I like the Black Knights to give them hell and stay inside this number. One of three games on Friday night in college football. All right, let's move to the late slate on Saturday. And, A.B., I'm coming right back to you. Because last week, well, I should say week one, Nebraska, they were competitive. They were ahead until the end on Minnesota. But then last week, their offense couldn't do anything. But you think this week they could do a little something. Talk to me. Yes, sir. Look, we spoke about, again, energy and emotions in college football, and that goes for head coaches, too. And look, when you're Matt Rule with Nebraska and you started off with two tough performances, two losses, you know what happens when you get Northern Illinois coming to town? You beat the hell out of them, and you take out a lot of frustration. We're going to take Nebraska, first half team total over 13 and a half. They'll score two touchdowns in the first half of this game. I don't know what happens for the entire spread for the entire game. Don't know, don't want to know. But what I do understand is that Matt Rule is going to take this opportunity to give some positivity to his team, and they're going to start fast. Fast for Nebraska, so to say. But they're going to score over 30 and a half in the first half. Now, my last play for this week, you know what? We called them out last week at EC. I think you enjoyed it, all right? Mm -hmm. Called out Mm -hmm. Arizona State. You know what? Oklahoma State, 
covered. That's why we're taking Fresno State minus three. I don't even think that this is going to be close. Give me Fresno State. Hammering it all day long. They likely win by double digits. All right. Very good. I love. What are you doing? (laughs) I love that pick. It's a great pick. All right. Speaking of great picks, as I look at my notes, there's a late game on Saturday night that I would love to have a little heart or blood pressure monitor on EC's arm for this one. Because when you throw a hook on the top of 17, (laughs) more times than not, it does not help. EC, explain yourself. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach uh, Chip and I had to rock, paper, scissors for this bit because he likes it too. Arizona minus 17 and a half against UTEP. Come on, guys. This is free money. They're just giving it to us. UTEP is terrible. They lost 38-7 to Northwestern last week. Northwestern hadn't won a game on this continent in two years. Let's be honest. UTEP, uh, the same weekend last year, they played at New Mexico, who stinks. They lost 27-10. to This game isn't going to be remotely close. Arizona is mad after what we saw last week in Starkville. And, oh, yeah, I'll be at the game as I am for all of them at home in Tucson. So it's going to be blowout central. It's a late 8 o'clock kickoff. UTEP's body clock, I'm not even going to go there, but you know that's an issue. Wildcats dominate. We'll say 44-17, to and that may be even cutting it too close with a backdoor touchdown. Still, it doesn't matter. U of A is going to win this, and I would lay 23 and a half. I'd lay 24 and a half, Coach. 17 and a half is not enough in this game. And then finally, one more pick for you. So I called my buddy the speculator yesterday. I said, hey, I got 10 picks. I got to narrow them down to one. They don't want me on for the whole hour to make picks. So we went over these games. And his model loved one of them, so we're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with Wyoming plus 28 and a half at Texas. So his model has it at 37 to 15. The reason I like Wyoming, this is a hangover game for Texas. Do you really think that they care with Big 12 play starting next week and coming off a big win at Alabama? Do you think that they really want, uh, that they really think about Wyoming's going to beat them? No. But hey, by the way, Chip picked it a couple weeks ago when Wyoming defeated Texas Tech up north there. I think this game's going to be a little bit closer. Wyoming is 3-0 against the spread all-time against Texas, and those were good Texas teams when they played earlier this century. But the letdown angle is strong. Wyoming's not bad. Texas 34, Wyoming 13. All right. Fair enough. I don't mind that analysis. I just think Texas wants to flex their muscles after last week at Alabama. So we'll see. Again, that's an 8 p.m. Eastern game on Saturday, Wyoming and Texas. And by the way, Wyoming is at Texas. The friend. No, I know. Pop- it doesn't matter. I don't care where they're playing. They could be playing in, in Ireland, and I'd still pick it at 28 and a half. Okay. Now, there is no bigger company man than my man, Chip Patterson. And when he picks a game that is 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, where, Chip? <laughs> In Nevada? (laughs) And on? The Mothership CBS Sports Network. (laughs) Then what do we do? Where do we go? You're up. All right, we're going to go with a blind fade of the Nevada Wolfpack two words until proven otherwise. This is the 133rd team out of 133 FBS teams. It is not even close. And as we saw, for those of us who were wanting every single touchdown on that Friday night over, this Kansas offense hums as Jalen Daniels returns to the lineup. So, yeah, I'm very much looking at all opportunities against Nevada until the numbers catch up. 
We've, I mean, if you want to throw a Kent State into this mix, if you want to throw Arkansas State into this mix, their opponents this particular week, I didn't feel as confident in as I do Kansas. But the bad teams, the really bad teams, the numbers will take until about week five or six to catch up. Blind fade the bad teams, baby. And today we've got Kansas on our plate. Um, do you have, oh, you, I, I think you validated, I would just love to hear your take since EC threw you out there that, uh, you also like Arizona. Yeah, this is uh, a spot where when you come off the heartbreaking loss that they had in Starkville and you face another, hold on, who else is on my fade list? Oh, UTEP's on the fade list too? Oh boy. Yeah, UTEP's bad. Uh, So again, anyone in my power ratings like 128 to 133, let's go. And if you've got a competent offense, even better. We just need Jane Delara (laughs) from EC to tighten it up and not throw four interceptions. And yeah, this should be an easy, breezy, beautiful cover. All right. JJ in the chat says, I love this foursome of entertainment on the early edge powered by bet MGM. AB go. Yeah, real quick. Uh, first off, uh, that was a nice, uh, easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl right there by Chip. Nice job on that one. And I like that EC has now started giving us his final score picks. That's a real treat for everybody. Take them to the bank, A.B. That's what they got to do. I thought I had to change it up after my my disappointment of the last couple weeks. Got to try something different. Final score picks it is. Hey, E.C., it takes a lot of talent to have 52 points at halftime and not cover a 68 over. I mean, a lot of talent. I mean, it's it's hard to do, but you pulled it off. I did. I did with a coach that likes to run up the score, too. It's amazing how there are no points in in the the third quarter of a game that's 49 to 3 at halftime. Unbelievable. So you can sign up for Sportsline, get full access to the Sportsline simulations done 10,000 times by the best in the business, or you could just get a score from EC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Sportsline, and along yeah. those same lines, I'm going to do you a solid right here, right now. Use the promo code COACH, and I'm going to give you 60% off your first three months. We're already into September, so that goes into October, into November, into December, almost to Christmas time. Then after that, oh, we're really going to gouge you. $10 a month. We want to build the biggest universe in America. So we're all playing together. And as always, odds provided by BetMGM. All right, gentlemen, as we recap, one line for each one of your plays. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Courtesy of the snake. Chip, we'll start with you. All right, Kansas State, disrespectful. It's a rainy Big 12 chance. Missouri can't score. Tennessee, come on. You're just looking at a streak. You're not looking at the teams. Graham Mertz can't score. Army might be catching UTSA with the bum quarterback and a tough spot in the schedule. South Carolina can't score because they can't block. And Kansas, fade UTEP, Jalen Daniels, Heisman, Dark Horse. That is how you do it. EC, you're up next. Fade San Jose State, roll with Toledo minus eight. UTEP is terrible, as Chip said earlier. My Wildcats cover by 17 and a half. They win by 30. Uh, I'll go with Wyoming, plus 28 and a half, letdown game for Texas. South Carolina, I know it's risky. We're getting almost four touchdowns, 27 and a half. I think they could score twice and cover at Georgia. It's in a coach special, the Iowa-Western Michigan under 42 and a half, and nothing can stop the Michael Penix train right now. Roll with the Washington-Michigan State over 57 and a half. A.B., talk to me. Yes, sir. Colorado, first quarter, minus six and a half. They call him prime time for a reason. Washington, minus 16 and a half. Michigan State, fade city. Fresno State, minus three. C, Michigan State, Arizona State. Fade them as well. Tennessee, Florida, under 58 and a half. Way more rushing than people think it will be. Alabama, South Florida, over 60 and a half. Pray for the Alabama players this week. 
and break for the South Florida players this weekend. South Carolina, second half, team total over six and a half against Georgia, one touchdown. Nebraska, first half, team total over 13 and a half. Matt Rule finally gets this thing on board. I absolutely love all those picks coming off a 14 and eight week. Now, Zach in the chat says, what's the challenge for EC to host one of these shows? I think that's something we're going to have to come up with the next couple of weeks, maybe a little game that we can play. And then if you win, you get to host one of these shows. I wouldn't be worried if I was you. <laughs> all right. All of you know, I like to end every one of my specialty shows asking my guys, what's the number one most important thing they're looking to for this week, week three of college football. Use it for this week or into the future. Chip, let's start with you. A lot of ranked teams are favorites on the road this week. We say that this game this week has no headliner games. That means there's someone sneaking around the corner. You're going to get caught. <laughs> Who's it going to be? We'll find out this weekend. Maybe. Yep, I mirror exactly what Chip said because couple that with a lot of these teams are starting conference play, and that can be trouble. So pay attention to that. Chip's absolutely right. EC, bring us home. These games this week stink. Let's be honest. Is there anything really that exciting? I'm looking forward to next week. What do we have, like six or seven matchups of ranked versus ranked teams? And that's the week of college football. All right, very good. So let's get through this week. Let's stack that money in our account and get ready for a bunch of big games where the spread shouldn't be that high. At least we don't think so. What a really solid show today. So thank you all for taking the time in the middle of a Wednesday. We certainly do appreciate it. And with all that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these college football tickets powered by BetMGM straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, Lobo, EC, AB, my man Chip. Snake always behind the scenes doing the hard work, making the show look like a million bucks. I am simply the coach trying to keep this train on said track. We grind for you so we can win with you. It's truly what we're all about right here at the early edge. Good luck. <laughs> 